0: Put it all that the chief priests of elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to deal with this passage, this chapter. I want to talk about the understanding and handling spiritual resistance. Understanding and handling. Spiritual resistance. Father, thank you again for your word. Thank you for your help. I know me need to preach your word now to minister your word, minister to your people now. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Understanding and handling spiritual resistance. I was reading yesterday and came across this quote. Remember, missional advancement always engages missional resistance. Amen? Missional advancement always engages missional resistance. You need to write that down. make a note of it, missional ex- advancement always engages missional resistance. It's a quote by a man named Gary Rottmire. Spiritual resistance is directly, reti- is directly tied to missional resistance. Okay. Spiritual resistance is directly tied to missional resistance. Therefore, uh, I'm gonna speak more and use more the term missional resistance, but just know as we go through this, I believe you'll hear it, we're dealing with spiritual resistance that's that, that 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 that's connected to this missional resistance. Uh, a couple of months ago I believe, maybe not that long ago, I talked about being missional. Uh, It's a concept that every born-again person is to live a life sold out to God and His mission. In short, we are to be missional every day of our lives. Every day. Missional means that we are about God's mission every day. Every day. Uh, This is the paradigm that Jesus taught His disciples. Um, following Christ and engaging with Him in His work is an everyday style of life. Okay, it's an everyday style of life or lifestyle. I don't have a separate life from being a follower of Jesus and being on His mission. So, so every day, every aspect of my life, whether at home, uh, whether on the job, wherever I am. I am to be missional. I am to be missional. It's an everyday, it's not just a Sunday thing. It's not a Christian community when I'm in the Gallup community thing. It's being Christ-like and engaging people for Him every day we live and in every every aspect of life. And it doesn't matter what someone else is doing. Being missional means that I'm focusing on, on me, and what I'm doing. Remember when Jesus was talking to Peter, and and about Peter, did he love me? And at the end, Peter said, well, what about him? Jesus said, no, this is not about him. This is about you. We're too quick to worry about what somebody else is doing. And the Lord is speaking to to us that that you are, I to be missional every day of my life, Last really Sunday, we mentioned in the message that Christ has given us power to advance his kingdom. Yeah. He said, I give you power over all of the forces, all of the power of the inner So, praise the name of Jesus. You know, uh, this is this is a form of of, of, of missional resistance that we have experienced this morning. Amen. For some reason things just didn't work right at the beginning of worship and we started a little bit late you know and, and, and uh, they were feverishly trying to work this thing out and now something happens to the microphone to my microphone but God always has a way. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. And if if, 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 if those of you who are listening online or come back and listen to this message, don't get the full message, uh, and I don't know if the recording is, is actually recording, but those of us who are in the sanctuary are going to get this message. Amen. Amen. Amen? And if we get the message, that means we're responsible for what we've received. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Yeah. So, so, uh yeah. Uh, we talked about we talked about the fact that Christ has given us power to advance his kingdom. The most practical and the most effective way to advance the kingdom of God is through the lives that we live every day. It's not necessarily through coming to worship on Sunday and hearing the preaching, nor is it through having an evangelistic crusade. The most practical and most effective way to advance the kingdom of God is when God's people live out their lives, live out their faith every day and in every situation, right? That's the most practical way that, 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 that every day I live, I am an evangelist. Let me say it like this because I don't want you to think I'm just talking about you, me. Every day you live, you are an evangelist. Every day you live, uh, you are a a, 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 a a witness for Jesus. Every day, every second of every day you live, you are a follower of Jesus Christ. You, you are a disciple of Christ. Every day, every second of every day you live, you are a proclaimer of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Every day, you are a counselor. Amen. Every day. Every day, everywhere you go, everywhere you are, whether you're at home, whether you're in your office, whether you're at the grocery store, whether you're in the mall, whether you're in the park, whether you are at school, every day, everywhere you go, you are a witness, a preacher, an evangelist, a counselor, whatever way the Lord wants to use you in whatever situation. He presents to you, and the Lord is going to present situations to you. He's going to present situations to you. The admonition from Scripture, we know it well. We've talked a lot. We've talked a lot about this, and we're actually teaching it now. Be ready to give an answer to anyone to anyone who asks. Uh, Ask you for the hope that you have in Christ. That admonition rings true right here. Be ready. I don't know. Whether I'm gonna walk into publics and and somebody's gonna say something to me uh that might rub me the wrong way. My response will will prove whether I am in that moment being missional. You see, sometimes we think that that the Lord is gonna show us somebody who needs us to lay hands on them to pray. Nope. Somebody might cut you off in traffic. And rather than giving them the finger, you need to have a peace sign to give to them. Get you a prayer symbol, and when they cut you off, raise that prayer symbol. I'm praying for you. That, that's it. Are you understanding? Every day, every moment, and, and many times, we don't, we don't, we don't get this. It's, it's, most of the time, it's easy to be, it's easy to be loving in a group of people in the sanctuary. But it's in the everyday, it's in everyday life. Sometimes it's at home with your spouse or with your children or other people you're connected with. You know, yeah, even when you're disciplining your children, there are not many people have young children in here. But you know what? the Lord is going to give us more people with young children. Amen. Amen. Amen, because that's value in this ministry. That's great value in this ministry. And the Lord is going to give us more people with young children. But sometimes in disciplining your children, you have to learn to do it in a loving way. Because you don't want to break the spirit of your children. If it's an evil spirit, you want to cast it out. But you, 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 want, to, you, you want to keep them encouraged to do well. Amen. Amen. You want to keep your children encouraged to 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 try new things to 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 face different challenges in life. And if you're beating them up and telling them they're nothing and, uh, and 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 it's always can't 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 rather than can 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 you know you, you will point them in the wrong direction. So the, even even in raising your children Uh, you need to learn to be missional. Yeah, and even in that, in learning to be missional with your children, you want to raise your children so that they are an effective part of the kingdom of God and the advancement of God's mission in the earth realm. That's what we want to do. That's what we want to do. And and when it comes even to those of us, those who have grandchildren, even in talking and encouraging your grandchildren, you want them to be an effective part in advancing God's mission in the earth realm. This, this is who we are now. We're not Christians just to come to church on Sunday. Amen. And we're not Christians just for the Lord to help us when we're in trouble. Amen. 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 So, yeah. Your life is all about advancing God's mission. Can you say that? My life is all about advancing God's mission. Mm. That's what it's all about. So in your planning, in your planning, you should ask yourself the question, uh, how are my plans going to fit in to God's mission? Or to the advancement of God's mission. How, 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 how. Or you might ask, God, uh, you might ask, what plans does God have for me for advancing this mission? What plans does God has for me? But see, you're making plans every day. Every day, you're making plans. When you get up in the morning, you're making plans. Well, the night before, if you're going, if you have a job, you're making plans to go to work. So, so, so how do my plans fit into God's mission? So when I begin to ask myself the question, Holy Spirit just, 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 just spikes some things in me so that when I walk into that door of my job, I'm already on the alert. There's a way God wants to use me this day. There's a way God. Now, there's a, the there's a opposite effect of this thing now. When you see your job as a burden... And you don't want to go. And you hate the people on your job. Then the devil will use that to stop you from being missional. Because you're walking into the door. Even though, I know, I know, I know. Even though, even though it's a challenge being on that job. You're there for a purpose. And it's not just to get a paycheck. Amen. Amen. Because who is your source? That job is not your source. Amen. So you're there for a purpose. You say, well, I've been there too long. Maybe i missed my purpose. Well, if you miss your purpose, then you need to begin to seek God and find your purpose for the other job that he has for you. But while you're there, you're there for the purpose. So every day you step through that door, the wheels of your spirit man, the spirit woman, have already been turning, preparing you, preparing you for what God has for you on that job, on that particular day. Because you got to be missional. You got to be missional. You can't wait till we call a missionary outreach, evangelistic outreach, and now now you switch gears and finally, now you're ready to go out and witness to somebody. Nope. God gave you an opportunity last week. Even today, when you made your way to the house of worship this morning, God prepared God is setting this up for missional opportunity for somebody. Amen. 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 Yeah. Yeah. As followers of Jesus, the single most important thing for us to focus on is advancing God's mission. Amen. That's the single most important thing for us to focus on. Now, within that, I'm going to be focusing on my life how can I make sure that I am living a life that honors God and glorifies God? My purpose. The Bible says we have been created for the praises of his glory. So what better way to praise God's glory than advancing his mission than being Christ-like at home, on the job, in Walmart, in Publix, or or a food line, or, or in the park, or at your school. Or whatever you're doing. Or in your family gathering. Your family gathering. That's why you can't afford as a follower of Jesus to get together with your family and be something different. You can't. You can't afford to do it. You can't afford to get together with your small group of people and be something different. You know that saying... What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Y'all heard that before? Well, if you are a follower of Jesus, what happens in Vegas should not matter if people talk about it. Because as a follower of Jesus, you shouldn't go to Vegas and do anything different than what you would do on Sunday morning in worship. Well, maybe you'll do something different to Sunday morning in worship. If you're married, you might do <laughs> So You're not going to do But you know what I mean. You got the point. Amen? All right. Yes, 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 yes. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost, right? Yeah, that's what he came to do. And he's given us the very same mission. Remember, we taught that, you know, God started on mission. That's only one mission for the church. That's the mission of God. And God created, when God created man in Genesis, God started this mission. God continues his mission by choosing the Hebrew people. God continues his mission in Jesus, and now God continues his mission through the church. He's given us the ministry of reconciliation. He didn't just give it to the pastor. He didn't give it to those who, quote-unquote, have titles he gave it to every follower. Now, if you don't feel qualified to 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 be one who reconciles people to Christ, then you need to get qualified. I'll just say it like that, because if you've been in the church five years, if you've been saved five years, you ought to know how to how to lead people to Jesus. Amen. Well, really, if you've been saved six months. <laughs> You really should know. And if you don't know, then you have to ask yourself, whose fault is it? There's an old song people used to say. They said, ain't nobody's fault but mine. (laughs) If I die, if my soul be lost, ain't nobody's fault but mine. You know, some of those old songs have a lot of truth in them. You know, thank God for the praise and worship songs. Well, some of those old songs will really challenge you to think. You're sitting up in the church and they start singing Uh, where you gonna run sinner you can't hide and then you begin to think about yourself (laughs) Amen Amen. I was walking down the street uh, when I was my freshman year in college and I started singing that song you've heard me say this before I used to love to sing that song where you running sinner you can't hide and the Lord said where you running Alfred you're the sinner you can't hide the Holy Ghost will make you look at yourself It's so easy to look at other people, but Holy Spirit is concerned about you and your spiritual development. Amen? Amen. And so bear with me. Amen. Bear with me. So this is what our mission is. Our mission is to aid in reconciling the world to Jesus Christ. Amen? This is the reason that we are here. Amen? This is the reason we are saved and filled with Holy Spirit. This is the reason that we are blessed in the way that we are, is to it is to advance the mission of God in the earth realm. Now, in doing this, in doing this, it's so important to remember that all missional advancement engages missional resistance. Amen. Here it is now. We are Live missionally, and doing so we bring about missional advancement. As we live missional, we're gonna face resistance from Satan. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. He does not want God's mission to go any farther than it's gone. He doesn't. So he's fighting against God's mission. All right? And he's fighting to take back any territory that he can. Because he knows his time is almost finished. He wants as many souls as he can. He wants to, he will fight God's work. He will fight God's mission, as we would say, tooth and nail to try to stop it. Yeah. So, mission or resistance. Hallelujah. It's much of the reason that you face the pressures of life that you face. A lot of times we don't think about this. Mission or resistance. You are born again Christian. Whether you're living like it or not. Right. But really if you're not living like it, the devil is not really too much concerned about you. Because you're not really advancing God's mission. So he's not really too much concerned about you. But, if you are, but it doesn't mean that because he's not too, too much concerned about you that he's left you alone. Because he, he, he hasn't left you alone now. He'll keep pounding it on. He wants you to go deeper and deeper into sin. He wants you to go farther and farther away from, the, from God. He wants to desensitize you to the things of God. So now the devil will get you so desensitized that worship doesn't make sense anymore. Satan will get you so desensitized that you don't want to be a part of the body of Christ anymore. Satan, Satan will get you so desensitized That studying the scriptures doesn't matter anymore. Now you're you're desensitized from the things of the spirit. So now you've lost the desire. And the other thing Satan will cause you to do is he'll cause you to point the fingers at others. He doesn't ever want you to see him at work in your life. He always wants to deflect what he's doing in your life towards somebody else. That's why you got all these people that are blaming the church for what has happened. They're not even seeing spiritual resistance. They're not seeing the resistance of Satan to the work of God. Now, now think about this. The, we are not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. What is the Bible telling us? The scripture is saying that 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 that, that sister Adrian is not my problem. Maybe we had conflict, but it wasn't me, and it wasn't sister Adrian. It was the enemy. So then, my issue should never be with sister Adrian. Does anybody see what I'm saying? But if I'm desensitized to what God is doing. Now, I don't want to have anything to do with Sister Adrian. Mm-mm. I hear her singing, that ain't real. I've stood in judgment of her. I don't know what the Holy Ghost is doing in her, but in my mind, whew, because I have been desensitized not to Sister Adrian, but to the things of God. It happens in the church. Oh, Lord. And I, you know, Holy Ghost, you're in control, so I don't want to go there. It happens in the church so often. So often. Because number one, we're not, sometimes we just don't grow spiritually, and when we start separating ourselves and pulling away, Satan just wipes on the desensitivity. God told me yesterday, I was talking to him about something that, that, that That needed to be done and he said well what you should have done was you should have plastered over it and then they wouldn't have saw it well that's true i don't want to go through the whole thing but if i plaster over something so people can't see it the problem is still there Woo! somebody shout hallelujah thank you jesus satan will have you plastered over stuff that needs to be fixed yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. They, your friends say, Oh, you alright, you're just like everybody else. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Because you're not like everybody else. You're in your own situation, and everybody is not doing what you're doing. Now we all have we all have we all have sin. We all have those things that easily beset us. But the thing that easily besets me may not be what easily besets you. So I can't say everybody else is doing what you're doing. And that's not the point anyway. The point anyway is that you are supposed to be missional in your life, every day of your life, because you represent Jesus. You represent Jesus Christ. And there's somebody in your circle that the Lord wants to use you to minister to and lead to know him as Savior and Lord. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Uh so missional resistance is 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 much of the reason that you face the pressures and the struggles and the warfare in your life that you do. The devil is resisting you. He's resisting you, he's resisting the work of God in your life. You are born again and, yeah, since Satan is opposing the kingdom of God and you are born again. representative of God's kingdom, a citizen kingdom, you are an important part in missional advancement. All right? (laughs) And because you are an important part in missional advancement, you're going to experience that missional resistance from Satan. You have a target on you. However, you also have a shield around you. Hallelujah. Y'all remember that old song Says Jesus, be a fence yeah. all around me every day. Yeah. I told you some of those old songs have so much meaning. Hallelujah. Thank God for us angels that encamps. Oh Lord have mercy. Huh? That encamps round about me. Every day. So you're going through something, but you got an, you got angels encamped around you. Yeah. Now, if, if there's a breach in the wall, I don't think it's the angels' fault. Mm. But anyway, we have to remember these things. We have to remember these things. If you don't remember this, listen, if we don't remember this, we will be sidelined when we experience the attacks of the enemy and you will not immediately know what to do. I'll say this. If you don't remember that you're going to experience mission, you're going to experience resistance in your life as a follower of Jesus, if you don't remember that, then you will not know what to do, what to what to. <laughs> you will not immediately know what to do when that resistance comes. Somebody say immediately. immediately. Do you think you should immediately know what to do when the devil attacks? That's the point I'm making. Because by the time you stop and figure it out, the devil has gained some territory. You understanding me? Don't go to sleep on me. I'm gonna take my time and preach this this morning. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah, it's kind of warm in here for some reason. But, uh, y'all, y'all not warm. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Immediately. You got, you got, you got to <laughs> yeah. you immediately know what to do. You, got, you can't be thinking, oh, I got to figure this out. And, and a lot of people. You know, when the devil attacks, they've already cursed somebody else out. And then they go back, oh, I shouldn't have did that. Are you following me? I'm not talking about anybody in here. I'm just talking. I'm just giving you what the Lord gave me. I'm really giving you what the Lord gave me. Because the Lord said, we have to really be confronted with this. We have to see this. When the devil attacks, you've already got into a heated argument with your spouse. And you've already said something that you should not have said. And you come back, you say, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. But the devil has already attacked and you've already responded in a negative way. When you should have responded in a loving, godly way. Or you should have zipped your lip, kept your mouth shut. Already, you've already you've already told that person off on your job. You've already flipped the finger at that person that, passed, that cut you off in traffic. Already done it, didn't you think? Oh, you got to know what to do immediately. Why is God sending this? I'm not saying that I'm perfect in this, but I tell you what, the Lord has been working on me. Shut my mouth. You know, respond appropriately to situations and circumstances. Don't just give in to the thoughts that run through your mind because the devil's workshop is in your mind. He's shooting arrows at your mind. Whew. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Bible says to us, be watchful, be level-headed, for your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Yeah. Yeah. Be level-headed, think clearly. Each day, each day, Satan and his demons are on the prowl resisting the advancement of God's mission on earth. And what is the most practical and most effective way to advance God's mission? It's through us living missional every day. That's the most practical an effective way. Jesus said, and you shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and to the other most parts of the world. Remember, they didn't have pulpits. Well, they had, the, they had the synagogue. But they didn't have all of those churches around. So everywhere they went. So when Peter and John are going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, they were to be missional. And so this man, they meet at the gate begging for money. They knew what to do. They knew what to do. You know what they said, right? Have any of you all ever been without money in your pocket? Huh? Anybody? You know what they didn't say? They didn't say, We're broke. We can't help you. They said, We don't have any money, but what we have, we give to you. So somebody meets you, and they're begging for money, they're asking for money, and you don't have it, you're telling the truth. But you have something to give. I'll tell you what, keep some tracks in your car. They may not appreciate it, but keep some tracks in your car. So when you pull up to that light at the corner of of Tavola and and I-77 or every other corner in Charlotte... (laughs) Yes. And somebody is begging for money. Amen. And you know it may not be the right thing to do to give them money in that moment unless the Holy Spirit says it. But even if you don't have anything, you have something to give. Somebody might say, I don't want that. That's up to them. But you have something to give. In the moment, you got to be ready. Ooh. Yeah. 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 And uh, I read this and I said, Lord, well, anyway. So I, I, I read this thing. And, you know, Satan Satan uh, is not just on the prowl looking uh, uh, for ways to resist the advancement of God's kingdom. But Satan is so diabolical that he's planning ahead. He's looking ahead. He's looking ahead. Satan hates the womb of a woman. Because the womb is that which God will use to bring forth. So we cover the womb of every woman today in the name of Jesus. And every, every woman that's in a position of bearing fruit in the name of Jesus. Every seed we cover in the name of Jesus. Because when, when children are in the womb, they're being prepared to accomplish what God wants them to accomplish. In the mighty name of Jesus. Extend your hands toward Jonathan and Yvonne right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. God, cover, we cover them in the name of Jesus. We cover Yvonne, we cover Yvonne, we cover her womb in the name of Jesus. And the baby that's in the womb in the name of Jesus. That this child shall come forth. And this child shall be a proclaimer of your gospel in some way or another. This child shall be used to advance your mission in the earth realm. God, we thank you for your divine covering, your divine protection now. We plead the blood of Jesus over her right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Satan is looking ahead. He's looking ahead he's looking ahead to your little children who are not even thinking about having children and he's trying he's working and he's he's diabolical and, 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 and he's making plans to divert them from the kingdom purposes. So all of our little children in here, all of our little children we cover them now in the name of Jesus. We cover them. We cover them. We plead the blood of Jesus over all of our children, our grandchildren, in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus right now. We pray for divine protection over their minds and over their spirits. We speak and declare and decree that they will hear the word of the Lord, that they will yield their lives to the Lord, that they will learn to walk in wisdom. We pray for their parents and their grandparents, that they will speak life into them, Lord God, that they will lead them in a way of truth and righteousness. We cover them. We pray for that destiny in the mighty name of Jesus even now even now we decree and declare that they will come in to everything that God that you prepared for them in the mighty name of Jesus 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 when you see your children acting out of character, amen, you begin to plead the blood. You begin to pray. Even when you correct them, begin to pray. Amen. Begin to pray in tongues over them. Anoint them with oil. Amen. And pray for their destiny in the name of Jesus. That God's purposes will come forth. Saints, We are in warfare. We are in war. We are at war. The church has been at war from the beginning. Are you understanding? What you see in this text is the resistance against the mission of the Lord Jesus Christ. It didn't start 50 years later. It didn't start 100 years later. It started at the beginning. And we are still followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. young people who are not married in here who just just a word of advice make sure you're walking in the way and the will of the Lord don't be Lord have mercy God, God put godly parents in your life when they speak to you you need to listen if you're 19 you've only lived 19 years you haven't seen everything that there is. If you're 25, you've only lived 25 years. But God put someone in your life that's lived twice your age. Amen, three times your age. And there is wisdom that God has given to them. Just know that the devil is going to resist you. He's going to resist you. Listen, Lord, that's what you, you listen. The, the world has gotten so far away from this. You can't put your body in bed with anybody. Sex is ordained for marriage, it's not ordained for recreation. And a lot of people have all of these spirits that they have to be delivered from because they've been with four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 15, 20 different people. You wonder why you're so messed up. Never intended to be recreational. But the world has made it recreational. Then when the church talks about it, now you're being judgmental. Now you're not understanding. Now you're being mean. We've all sinned and we've all come short of the glory of God. But if, I told you before, now, if I, if I went down the road and fell into the ditch, and I tell you, listen, the, the bridge is out. If you go that way, you're going to fall into the ditch. Come assist, i to tell you to listen. Because you go down that same road, you're going to fall into the same ditch. Yeah. All of the stuff that the world says is, is so good, you know, and uh, so f- much fun. I don't understand. I do understand. But you know, I like, I like, I like blue bloods. I like the show. One thing I don't like about the show is that when they sit down to dinner, and you know, listen, people have their different views on this. Or uh, when they have a when they have an issue that they gotta talk about, the first thing they do is they, they sit down and get a glass and they pour some liquor up so they can talk about it over to get a glass of liquor. If you never watch the show, you'll see it. But when you see. What Satan does in somebody's life who are strung out with alcohol. You don't want to be a part of that. You see the diabolical plot. Why not as Christians? Because, see, Christians have got caught up into this. So in, in the business world, when folk go out to eat, they're going to automatically order alcohol. Some people. Why not just order a glass of water? I would say order a soda, but you know, sometimes sugar and soda are not even good for you. <laughs> but but you understand, I mean, it, it, it's who you are. It, it's who you are as a follower of Jesus and you should be comfortable among people who don't follow Jesus being a light in the midst of darkness without even saying it. That 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 moment right there may give somebody the reason to ask you, well, why don't you drink? And you may not answer them right there, but if you have a relationship, it's going to give you an opportunity to give an answer for the hope that lies in you. Let me go on with this message. Listen, Satan. Listen, people. The devil wants to knock you out of the game. He wants to knock you out of the game. He wants you to stop Advancing God's mission in the earth. He doesn't want you to be a part of it. He does not. He does not want you to. Little foxes, y'all know that verse? Spoil the vine. Listen now. Who? Headaches. Unusual tiredness. Sickness. Strange sicknesses. Agitation with your children or with your spouse, or with your co-worker, unexpected breakdowns with any of your possessions, when nasty attitude pops up, those little foxes in the moment will make you ineffective in advancing the kingdom. Because in the moment, when you're supposed to be doing something for the kingdom, and all of a sudden you just get an unexplained headache. And you say, where did that come from? Well, Holy Spirit should say you should know where it came from. It came from the enemy. There's something you should be doing, and this thing has popped up. Now you are experiencing spiritual resistance. Unexplained sicknesses. Last Sunday when I was preaching, all of a sudden I just got really, really, really dizzy. Now the devil tried to take my mind back to another incident that happened. And I was praying already that, no, 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 this is not that. Okay. But here God has given me a word to share and, 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 and this unexplained thing happens. That could potentially stop me from sharing this word with the congregation. So the Lord said, Pray. Pray. In your homes, on your jobs. I'm getting way ahead of myself, but I got to finish this message. You got to realize when these unexplained things happen, where it's coming from. God didn't send the headache, God didn't send the, the sickness, God didn't send the trouble. All of my help. We have a helper. We have a helper. Thank God for Holy Spirit, our helper. He will bring to our remembrance at that moment what we need to do if we are listening. So we have to play our part. He's working with us. He is maturing us to the point where we see and we discern the tricks of the enemy. And we resist him steadfast in the faith. We don't resist the Holy Spirit. We resist the devil in the moment. Can somebody say in the moment? In the moment. Well, let's look at this text right here real quick and, 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 and see what the text says to us. Okay? So what we're reading about is in this passage of scripture is missional advancement. We see the kingdom of God advancing. Okay? We see it advancing. And we see it advancing fast. On the day of Pentecost, about 3,000 souls were saved, okay? And so Peter and John are on their way up to the temple at the hour of prayer, and this man is begging for money. They said, we don't have any money, but what we have, we give to you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk, and the man immediately is healed. And this gives them the opportunity to preach the gospel, right? Now, notice what they didn't do is they didn't run off and say, oh, God, we got a healing minute. Oh, I'm anointed. Everybody want to be healed, come. No, 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 no. They preached the gospel. Preach the gospel. They preached the gospel. I was talking with a man yesterday and he was talking, we were just started talking about the difference in the church world now and he was talking about his nephew who has all of these followings. He's a young man, about 25, 24 years old and he has all of these young people that are following him and he goes and he preaches up in New York and all of this great following. And I said, the danger of that is that we think we begin to think it's about us and not about Jesus. The Lord never told us to make disciples for ourselves always make disciples for him so we don't really need a following we need to follow Christ and make sure people that are that 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 are listening to us are being pointed to Jesus social media is dangerous in that way in the in the in the in in the world today oh yeah it's a great opportunity to share the gospel but just long as you are level-headed and submitted to the Lord and you don't allow it to be about you and it's not just in America Man, the young man that was that we appointed first to pastor our church in Ghana, he didn't like it because I wasn't sending him a whole lot of money. And rather than him preaching and teaching, he's on. He got another. Uh, he has another platform where he's praying for people. Sleep all day long. Don't do any mission work. I was told, and praying for people. But on the platform for praying for people, they can send him money for praying. It doesn't happen here. It happens all over the world. People are misguided and they forget who the real one is that they should be glorified. So, so what we're, the mission is, of God is growing. It's growing because the apostles and the disciples avail themselves to God. They respond to God-given opportunities for his glory to be displayed. Christ moved in the neighborhood and we beheld his glory full of grace and truth. So, what you see happening here, when the men go to the temple at the hour of prayer, the way they respond, God's glory has been revealed. God is glorified. Let me tell you something, saints. God's glory will draw people. God's glory will draw people. God's glory will draw people people. Seek the glory of God, not the drawing of people. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and the Bible says that uh, the miracle and the message, which neither was about Peter and John, but about Jesus, was so powerful that the number of people who believed grew to about 5,000. That's missional advancement. Oh, I know people say, well, why don't we see that today? Well, you got to look at a bigger world than York, South Carolina. Okay. I learned, you know, when we joined for gospel and we had all these ministries that were taking the city and doing this and that other, and the city still ain't too. Well, you know, we, we can hear things and we, get, we can get excited about it, but we don't realize that that we're not the only one in the game. I shouldn't say game. I don't like that word because this is not a game. We're not the only one in the ministry. So Tabernacle of Praise is not the only church that's preaching Jesus. Amen. All right. But all of, all of us collectively, we help make up the body of Christ. So if I, if I advance myself and put myself up above measure, then it will soon be shown, and God doesn't have to do this, the devil will show us, that we're not what we think we are. So let every man think soberly as God has, let let, let us all think soberly as God has given to every man the measure of faith. So don't think too highly of yourself. Don't think that your anointing is so great that you're going to take a whole city for Jesus. No, let's work together. Let's collaborate. Let's work together so that we can advance the kingdom of God in the city. And don't worry about taking the whole city. This is not the early days of the church, okay? So we don't see things happening the way they did in the early days of the church for a reason. We're not them. We're not in that time. That was a new movement, all right? There are a lot of other things that are going on, and we don't have many of us, you know, if you look at that consecrated, consecrated concentrated group of people there, you would have to put 50 churches together maybe a hundred churches together to get that concentration of faith. That's a judgmental statement. But if, if 30 people, 40 people had that concentration of faith, it'd be amazing what God would do. Why is the Lord sending this message? Because all of us are not even convinced that we're missional people. All of us are not convinced that, that, that the struggles that we have in our lives come from the resistance of the enemy. We're not convinced we're still considering whether what Bishop is saying is the truth. So we can't say, well, why are things not happening today like they happened in there, like they happened back then? Well you need to go to a place in a third world country where the gospel is not being preached. So you preach and then 40 people come to the Christ. 50 people come to Christ, 100 people come to Christ in one setting. You don't see it like that. Way back in, when you read the history of the Sandy River Baptist, Baptist Association, way back in the early days, you see Mount Zion Baptist Church in, in McConnell's, 100 and I believe it was 110 people received Christ and got baptized. You don't see that in York now. You don't see it. But it's not impossible. But that number should never be what we're focused on. What we should be focused on is being missional in our community. So one-on-one, we're winning people to Christ. We're discipling people to Christ. And the kingdom of God has been advanced. So now, what do we see here? Let me say this real quick. Let me say this real quick. What do we see here? All right. So we see the resistance. What do they do? Immense the resistance. They proclaim the gospel. Resistance should never be an opportunity for you not to proclaim the gospel. Because you are resisted by the enemy, that should be the opportunity for you to plain proclaim the gospel, not keep your mouth shut. So even when they stand before, now at first they're thrown into the prison. I didn't mention that, but it's in the text. So read it, you'll see it. That's the first way we see resistance here. They're thrown into prison for preaching about Jesus. They didn't want this name preached anymore. Too many people were following Jesus. Too many people were getting excited. You know, there were a whole lot of concerns in the Jewish uh, community about this, this movement. Amen. And those in power were afraid that they would lose their power and their influence over the people and their influence with the Roman government. All right. So they throw them into prison. Then the next morning, the next day, that's why I said you got to be ready. The next day, the rulers, the elders, and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. And the high priest, Annas, uh, was there, and Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and others of the high priest family, those in authority. Let me tell you something about authority. Okay, so you have to be careful that you're submitted to the Lord. So as we're praying for nations, I mentioned this uh, last Sunday. Um, so I was watching the news the other day. I want to advise you, if you're missional, pay attention to world news. So in Central African Republic, Africa, the nation, the continent, is loaded with resources. All right? So what countries are still doing is they're still going in, getting the resources. They're raping the country. How do they do it? Well, they get the leaders of the country who are only concerned about getting rich, and they're not concerned about the poor people. So the Wagner Group, where the Wagner Group from? Warner Group, Wagner Group, where are they from? Where? Yeah, you're right, Russia. There's these special forces uh, that are fighting in Ukraine and other places of the world. They're on the African continent. So NCAR, Central African Republic, they're there supposedly fighting terrorists. But they have control of the diamond mines and the gold mines. And they're getting their money and they're sending it to Israel, Jesus, and Russia. So now while the church, yeah, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. But see, there's so much stuff that's been we that that, that that's just that, that our eyes are covered about and we're just praying for Israel we're going to Israel on all these trips and we'll see. I said no just let me go on a mission field I read about the Holy Land I'll see the New Jerusalem when I get there because they don't care about Jesus they will tell you you do not talk about Jesus when you come to our nation what? They are, they are if they are not Christian Jews, they are Orthodox Jews who never accepted Jesus as the Messiah. Don't you know that? So now we have these forces, and we wonder why does Africa remain so poor. So, where the church should be praying? We need to be praying against these rulers. And these authorities, these people that are in power, that are getting rich, that are keeping the people poor. You said, Bishop, what does that have to do with us at Tabernacle? Well, we're supposed to be a missional church. They continued to declare the gospel. Uh, They had a sensitivity to what was going on. They had a sensitivity to the Holy, to Holy Spirit. They learned from that. They learned from their master, and they took advantage of that sensitivity to proclaim the gospel of Jesus. They knew that this was an opportunity, not for them to be afraid for their lives, but to proclaim the gospel of Jesus. So boldly, they proclaimed the gospel of Jesus in front of the authorities, not caring for their lives. If they had died, they would have counted it a privilege to die in the name of Jesus. I, I, I've said this before. I love that scripture in Revelations. It talks about, and we talked about, they overcame them by the blood of the, lamb, blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And we'll shout about that. I'm going to overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. But there's another part to that scripture that says, they love not their lives unto death. They didn't love their lives so much that they were shunned from dying. So while we're dancing in the church talking about I'm going to overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word about my testimony, how much do you love your life? How much do you love your life? How much do you love what you have, what you've attained? How much? God said to me years ago when we were about to leave Fishing Creek, He had not been with us a long time. He was supposed to be a prophet. But he said to me, he looked at the building. He said, said, Bishop, you're going to leave this? This is yours? I said, no, this is not me. This building is not me. Take the building. Give me freedom to proclaim the gospel. Because the building is not me. No, 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 no. I'd rather have what we have now. Amen. And have the freedom to preach the gospel. The freedom to go on the mission field. The freedom, amen, to lead people to Jesus. The freedom for the Holy Ghost to move. Amen. And we're not so bound by time. The next thing they do, I promise you, I'm almost done. Two minutes. Amen. They go back to their own community. And they give the praise report. In missional advancement, there are those who are, who are with you and there are those who are against you. You got to know your community. You got to know your community. They give the praise report in their, to their own people. Isn't that what the Bible says? They went back to their own people. I looked at that thing and I was going to skim over it but the Holy Spirit said, own people. So, so you can start talking to even your family about stuff God is doing and they don't understand. They're going to tell you, why are you trying to be so spiritual? They don't understand that with you. But some things you go back and you share the praise report with your own people. Listen, the community of faith has to be encouraged. So we come back, they come back and they share that praise report in the community of faith. This is, this is very similar to being your brother's keeper. Very similar. Same concept. Share your testimony with your brothers and your sisters who understand and who will pray for you. Lastly, I told you I promise you two minutes. I know somebody's timing me. The community prays. The community prays. The community prays. And guess what? They didn't ask God to take away the opposition. They didn't ask God to stop healing. They said, Lord, Lord, notice their threats somebody's been threatening here today just tell the lord lord pay attention to that threat but see if god is paying attention to it you don't have to did y'all get that if god is paying attention to the threat you don't have to pay attention but say now lord you stretch forth your hand to heal god do more work heal more people Do more signs and wonders. God, continue your work. In the midst of mission or resistance, you got to understand what's happening and you got to pray for God to do more. God, do more. God, with tabernacle of praise, do more. With tabernacle of praise, do more. Show your mighty hand in our midst. Heal and deliver. Hallelujah. Use us for your glory. Do more, Lord. Show signs and wonders. Do more, God. Help us not to back down. Help us not to back up. Help us not to get discouraged. Help us not to give up. But to submit ourselves under your mighty hand that you will do more to glorify your name and advance your kingdom in the earth realm. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I pray that the message has encouraged you in some way or another, understanding and handling spiritual resistance. I hope, I pray that through this message that, that something has pricked your heart, has stirred your mind and your spirit, and whenever you face any type of resistance from this day forward, you recognize where it came from, and you know what to do with it, All Right. You know what to do with it. Don't stop spreading the word. Now you're facing resistance. Spread the word more. Don't separate from the body of Christ. Come back and give your praise report to what God is doing to the body. Somebody else is going through what you're going through. The body needs to be encouraged. Pray for God to do more. Pray for God to do more. I know we don't like suffering. But Paul said, Lord, I want to know you through the fellowship of your suffering, the power of your resurrection. We don't like the suffering part. But if God gets the glory, if God can use that, but God can only use it if you deal with it appropriately, let's stand. Because you said, I'm going to part two, but I, I'm, not, I'm not going to part two just want us to get this. Yeah. So what you're going through, that God get the glory. Mm-hmm. And he'll get the glory through your response. Mm-hmm. Through your response. It's okay to afterwards come back and say, oh, I'm sorry, I did the wrong thing. I responded the wrong way. But it's better in the midst of it to catch immediately what's happening and respond appropriately. Holy Spirit will do that for you. Holy Spirit will remind you right then and right there. This is God. This is a God moment. This is a God opportunity. Lord help me to respond appropriately. And guess what? If you've been walking with the Lord. in Prayer and studying the word of the Lord and fellowship with the believers at the moment of temptation. Holy Spirit will give you what to say. He will. He'll give you what to say. In that moment, he'll give you what to say. And now God's kingdom, God's mission has advanced. Just a little bit more. Because you allowed him to use you. in advancing his kingdom not just my responsibility it's not just the ministers and elders and those who appear to be strong in the Lord it's all of our responsibility we're missional people father thank you for your word and the power of your word thank you that when your word goes forth it will not return to you void it accomplishes what you desire you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you for what your word accomplishes in our lives. Thank you now for what you've spoken to us today. I pray for that person who struggled with the resistance in their lives. Many of us, when we have been faced with resistance, we've not handled it properly, but today thank you, helping us to understand where this resistance comes from and why it comes, showing us ways that we can handle effectively this resistance in order for your kingdom, your mission, to be advanced in the earth. Thank you now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So if there's anybody today that would like to give your life to Jesus, you wanna be a part of this great work, this great mission of advancing God's kingdom in the earth. There's a place for you in God's mission. Right where you are, right where you live, there's a place for you. That's why you have been created. That's your reason for being. That's your reason for being. You want to live out your reason for being. You want to find fulfillment in life. I'm telling you. It comes as you give your life to Jesus. And live out what the Lord has destined you to live out. Resistance is going to come. You know know how to handle the resistance now if you didn't know before. So if there's anybody that's here today, if you're online listening, you want to give your life to Jesus. Jesus satisfied divine justice for you. Jesus died on the cross on your behalf, satisfying the righteous requirement of God's law that says the soul that sins shall surely die he died for you. He gave his life for you because your death would not satisfy divine justice. So if you want to accept what Christ did for you, his sacrifice and you want to live for him because the purpose of accepting the sacrifice is to give your life to him and to live for him on this mission reaching the world for Christ. I want you to pray this prayer along with me. It has to be a decision of your will nobody else's your will. Pray this prayer for me. Lord Jesus I am a sinner I cannot save myself Father please thank you for what you've done for me through sending Christ into this world to die on the cross for my sins thank you for the sacrifice that he made for me Lord come into my life please Lord save me from my sin, be my savior, be my Lord, I accept you and your sacrifice right now, and I receive you as my Lord and as my savior. Thank you, Father. Amen. Have you prayed that prayer today? The Lord heard you. The Bible says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the sons and daughters of God. One of the things you have to know is that whatever you've done in your life, God is able to forgive you, to restore you, and to help you. Salvation is a big part of that process. Giving your life to him starts the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. He's here to help you. So if you prayed that prayer, let us know of the decision that you made so that we can follow up with you and help you start this process of growing in the Lord. If you have backslidden, if you strayed away, and a lot of people stray away for whatever the reason is, Sometimes people just don't really understand what it is to follow Jesus and they, they join a church and they see people but they never see Christ. Maybe you were serious when you accepted Christ as Savior and Lord and something happened along the way. The Lord, the Bible says, is married to the backsliding. the Bible says if we confess our sins, the Lord is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So he's willing and ready to forgive you if you just ask him. And he will restore you. And you can reconnect with his body. Remember, these believers, Peter and John, they went back to their own companies. To the, the fellowship of believers is so important. you got to be connected. So don't just stay out there. You've got to be connected. Someway, somehow. And you got to be an integral part if you're going to grow in the Lord and really understand what God has for you and receive his anointing, his blessings, his keeping power in your life. The body of Christ is an integral part. So if you strayed away and you want to rededicate yourself to the Lord and then to the body, we want you to do that right now. Pray this prayer with me. Lord, I fell away. I sinned. I've come so far short of your glory. Please forgive me. I confess my sin to you today. According to your word, if I confess my sin, you are faithful and just to forgive me of my sin and to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Please do that for me today. I receive your cleansing power now. I yield myself to you. Thank you Lord. Amen. Amen. The body of Christ and being connected is an integral part of that process. You got to be kept. Resistance is coming every day. Attacks are coming on every hand. You can't do this alone. You cannot do this alone. God bless you. Amen. Pray that the Lord will make his face shine. I'm not giving you the benediction. I'm just praying for you. That the Lord will make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Wherever there's a lack of peace in your life, I speak over your life right now that the Lord will give you peace. In the mighty name of Jesus. And supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.